We are learning today Le'ilu Nishmas Rabbi Yosef Binyamin Ben Rabbi Nasha Kaltman and Le'ilu Nishmas Yehuda Ben Sturi. This is a uh, long sicha, but it is very gishmak and it's uh, very structured. So we're going to do it the best we can to move quickly, not to take too much time, but to cover all of the bases. So this is a Rashi sicha that is addressing a posik in this parsha. And it's on the halacha that a ganav, a thief, who steals a sheep, a, a, a lamb, or an ox, and slaughters it or sells it, has to pay four times or five times the amount of the value of the theft. So if a person steals, they have to return it. If they end up going to Besdin, if this ends up uh, uh, in front of Besdin, there's a knas, and he has to pay kefel, he has to pay double. But if it was a lamb or, or an ox, and he slaughtered it, and he or he sold it, then he pays four times or five times, as you will see in the sicha, and the discussion is going to be the difference why the lamb only pays four times, and by the ox he pays five times. There'll be two opinions, that of Rebbechanam and Zakai, and that of Rebmeir, and we're going to see uh, the differences between the two and how they complement one another in a very, very fascinating and beautiful building that we are about to experience. Seif Aleph. In sein Pirish auf dem Pasek, Yignev ish shayr eiseh utvachi in mechari. In the Pirish of Rashi on the Pasek, if a person steals a, a, an ox or a lamb, utvachi and he, he slaughters it, in mechari or he sells it. Chamiksha bakar yeshalem tachas asher, he has to pay five times the amount of the ox, the arbat sein tachas asher, and four times the amount of the sheep. Bringt Rashi auf zwei Taimen, verwasti tashlumin, vertwichu mechira seinen ba'ashoyr mervi ba'aseh. So Rashi brings two reasons why the payment for the ox is more than the payment for the sheep. As the Pasuk says, but by the ox, it's five times the value of the ox. But by the lamb, by the sheep, it's four times the value of the lamb. So Rashi says, this is, a, this is based on the Gemara in Baba Kama and other places. Omer of Yechon and Mazakai, Yechon says, The Abishter takes into consideration the dignity of the creations. An ox that could walk on its own feet, and the Ganev had no shame uh, in walking it. To have to carry it on his shoulders. So he pays. Five times the amount he pays the full price, the full knas. But a lamb that has to be carried on the shoulder, and that is somewhat disgraceful for the person. He pays four times because he was disgraced by doing so. So we make him pay a little less. The fine is a little smaller. That's Rabbi Echenon's uh, uh, approach. And if the person did not uh, experience covered abrius, that in itself is a form of punishment, and therefore he pays less. Omer Reb Meir, Reb Meir has a different approach. See how powerful is the uh, the idea of work, how important work is. 
an ox which could have been used for plowing and was not able to do its work, he pays five times. But a lamb that doesn't really do anything, so there was no loss of work, Medalid pays only four times. So the mayor is focusing not so much on Kavadabrias, the mayor is focusing on work ethic. If there is a, a, um, a loss of work, then the thief pays more. In the case of the sherry, he pays five times. So we're going to ask three questions to begin with. Three very classic Rashi Sicha questions. Why does Rashi need two reasons? If ever Rashi brings two reasons, it's because one, one reason is missing something. What, are, what is either of the reasons missing? That because of that, Rashi needs to bring two reasons. Base. It's spoken many times that Rashi only brings the name of the person who made the statement if it adds anything in the understanding of the explanation. So in our case, as the What is added to our understanding by? Uh, by uh, uh, letting us know that these reasons were given by Rabbi Yechon and Ben Zakkai and by Rabbi Meir, respectively. Gimel, here's another thing. If it said Rabbi Meir Oimer, it would mean it's a machlaikis. Because I say, person one says a statement, and Rabbi Meir says to, to argue with that. If it says Omer Reb Meir, it sounds like it's starting a new thing. That a mayor has another statement that's un- that's not coming to dispute the previous statement. It's just something else on the same topic. So Rashi says Omer Reb Meir, not Reb Meir. Mufratas in Roiv Erter who adi two days when he brought is the girsa Omer Reb Vechulu Reb Meir Omer Vechulu. A significant in most of the cases where the Gemara brings or the Medrashim bring this. Discussion between Rabbi Yechonim and Zakin and the mayor, it brings it as a mayor Oimer, implying that it is a machlek, it's a dispute between the two. When Rashi Klaib to his Davke de Svete Girs as Babede Deis, state Omer Rav Vachulu, Rashi chooses the less popular version where both Rabbi Yechonim and Zakai and the mayor are both introduced as Omer Rab, etc. And not Rabbi Meir Omer is moving as Rashi Nitan al Derech Hapshat as is the Aplukti Tzvishon So from the fact that Rashi says that Omer Rabbi Meir, this implies that Rashi does not accept this as a dispute between the two, Rabbi Yechonim and Zakin and Rabbi Meir, nor Marom Archado, Marom Archado, it's just each person is making their own statement and they're not arguing with each other. Isn't it Muvan? And this raises a question to us. They're coming from two different places. Rabbi Yechonim and Zakin is talking about Kavad Abrius. Rabbi Meir is talking about Kaycha, Shal Melacha, the importance of work. The, the, the content of the two opinions, of the two approaches, are very different. How are they not arguing? Nochmer. Additionally, as if you look a little bit deeper into these two reasons, you'll see that not only are they different, they're actually opposing one another. Late in Tamfan of Yechonim and Zakai, if you follow Yechonim and Zakai's reasoning, Kumt Ois as the Knas Farutvachi Mechare Tazan Tashlum Chamisha Seifer Sher and Seifer Set. It implies that the 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 main, the principal, the 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 real price 
of this knas for someone who, who slaughters or sells should have been five, whether it's an ox or a sheep. It's just that we deduct one of the times of the value because of the disgrace that the ganev, that the thief experienced. Conversely, Reb Meir's opinion seems to imply as the knas betzim is arba, that the original price of the knas is four, four times the value. And it's just that by the ox, we're adding an extra extra time, an extra time of value because there was an there was another uh, issue here that the shir couldn't do its work. So even though the original price was four, we up it to five. So Reb Yechanan seems to imply that the original price is five, and we deduct it to four in the case of the set of the sheep. Reb Meir seems to imply that the original price is four, and we up it to five in the case of the share. How can you say that they're not arguing? He introduces each of them as if they are not arguing. When there is a difference between these two opinions in their kamus from the chiyavak nas in the amount, in the original amount of the knas, if it, not for the side things that come up, if not for the side details, that you have to deduct it for the, for the disgrace that he experienced or add something for the lack of work that was done. The original price, according to Reb Yechanan, is five. The original price, according to Reb Meir, is four. How could you say, how could Rashi imply that they're not arguing? In Siv Beis, he's going to ask about the order. Why is Rabbi Yechonon Mazakai first? Especially since Rabbi Yechonon, usually in, in this, in this, in this uh, uh, discussion, Rabbi Meir is usually first. And he's going to explain a reason why Rabbi Yechonon Mazakai is first, saying that Rabbi Yechonon Mazakai is more consistent with the psukim, with the understanding of the psukim than the Meir is. Another question we can ask is on the order. In the in most of the places where these two opinions are brought, or these two approaches are brought, first they bring Reb Meir, then they bring Reb Yechel Manzakai, which is the opposite of the order of Rashi. So why does Rashi change the order? And brings first Rabbi Yechonon Mazaka before Rabbi Meir. The chayr of Omagikem for Emperin. So we can answer this question. The undos afen yaseid from Frier's gezokten hasber from the tzvei deis. We can answer this question based on the foundation that we just brought in the previous seif that Rabbi Yechonon Mazaka holds that the, that the original price was five times. Original knas is five times, and the mayor holds the original knas is four times. Using that, following that reasoning, we're going to understand why Rabbi Yechonon Menzakai is first. As later, Rabbi Yechonon Menzakai is the Ike knas chamisha. According to Rabbi Yechonon Menzakai, the, the original knas is five. And later, Rabbi Meirik Arba four. Since the Teire in the Pasik, in this Pasik, mentions first five times the, the, the ox, and then mentions four times the lamb, so this would cause my understanding, my Seichel, to lean in the direction. That first the Teire tells us what the original Amount of the knas is chamisha bakar, that the original knas is five. 
Und danach Wasser kommt der Knas, was ist zu lieber Tam geminert geworden von Iker Asrum. And then by the Seh, he mentions that the original number was deducted. Geminert means diminished, was lessened from the original. That you only pay for. So if you look at the Pasuk, you would think, first the Pasuk tells us what the price should be. And then tells us in some cases, in the case of the lamb, it's, it, it, it's deducted. So which means that according to the way you understand the Chumash, five is the original price, and it's just deducted to four in the case of a lamb. This is exactly how we explained earlier is Rabbi Yechonah Mazakai's approach, that the original price is five, the original knas is five, and it's just that we deduct one, one of the times in the case of the sheep. So therefore the, the, the Pasik, the way we understand the Pasik, is now consistent with Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai's approach to this uh, so that would make sense why Rashi puts Rabbi Yechonah Mazakeh first. Because we know that what is Rashi is Pshutei Shal Mikra. Rashi always goes for the basic understanding of the Psukim. So if Rabbi Yechonah Mazakeh's approach is more consistent with the basic understanding of the Psukim than Rabbi Meir's is, then Rabbi Yashi is going to put Rabbi Yechonah Mazakeh first. Because Rashi doesn't have to follow what the, the way the Gemara of the Medrash does it. Rashi has to do the way it works best for Pesut Mikra. So since according to Pesut Mikra, we understand that, that we start with Chamisha, which is the original price. And then we tell you that sometimes it gets deducted to four in the case of a Bizoyin when there's a disgrace. When there's shame involved for the Ganev. So which that is Rabbi Yechanan's approach. That's why Rabbi Yechanan comes first because he's most consistent with the Psukim. However... Based on this, and this would raise a question, if, the, if Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai is so beautifully uh, uh, consistent with the Psukim, Rashi could have totally excluded the, the approach of Rabbi Yechonah And then, and only bring Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai. Why do, why do we even need Rabbi Meir? Rashi could have said, the reason why there's five why, why by the Shoir there's five and by the Seh there's four because Rabbi Yechonah Mazake said that the original price is five so therefore by the Shoir is five and by the Seh we, uh, we, we were kind to the person because he went through a disgraceful situation by having to schlep the, the, the Seh on his shoulders so therefore we deducted one round one time and he only pays four and everything would make sense it fits in with the Psukim we it gives us an explanation why do we need a mayor so when Sif Gimel is going to explain why we need a mayor and based on what he's going to tell us, why we need a mayor, he's going to show to us that they're actually not arguing. They're actually coming from two different places, and they're not arguing. They're just giving you two different perspectives. Siv Gimel. They're beer in them. Eib mizol zagin, as the iket tashlumiyak nas is chamisha. If you're going to follow the mayor, the b'yechelam ben zakai approach, that the original price, the original knas is five. When das was by said, sold their gun of blois arba, and the fact that by the sheep, the gun of only thief only pays four, is this to leave in Tam Hoyov in his baza is because he, he was disgraced when he was taking the sheep. Father Zechaz, but this would demand an explanation. Emes Taka has their gun of kumt up a chelik from the owners to meet in his baza. It's true that the gun of the thief is receiving part of his punishment. By the disgrace. The, the fact that he, had, that he was disgraced, the fact that he experienced shame 
is part of his punishment. And therefore, we, 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 we make him pay less. How does this compensate for the amount of money that the victim, the person from whom he stole, should receive? In other words, how does the victim gain by the fact that the thief was shamed? In other words, you're, you're, you're telling me that the thief pays less because he was shamed. How does that help the victim? And this is why Rashi has asked to bring Reb Meir's opinion as well. The reason is because the share didn't work. Which according to this reason, the original price that the Nignev deserves is for... Nor by It's only by the share because there was a greater loss. Because he stole more from him because he couldn't work. We give extra payment, but in the, the original payment, in the case where there's no bitul melacha, where there's no lack of work, the original price is for. You can't ask the question, what did the Nignev lose? The Nignev got everything he deserves. He deserves four, and he got four. So the mayor's approach helps us understand that the Nignev, the victim, the person from whom this was stolen is getting everything he deserves. So now he's going to continue and say that Rabbi Yechonim and Zakeh is coming from the perspective of the Ganev, and therefore he starts with five, that the Ganev is obligated to pay five uh, uh, originally unless there's a bizayin, unless there's a disgrace involved, and the mayor is coming from the perspective of the Nignev, of the victim, where the victim deserves four. So, and they're not arguing, they're just looking at it from two different sides. Thus, mate, as Rabbi Yechonim and Zakei and Rabbi Meir and Nitmechuluk, they are not disputing one another. In their kamus from Ikira Knas, in the amount of the original Knas price. Nor Zayereid Zainan Litzdodin. Litzdodin means they're looking at, at, at two different sides of the same coin. Which side are you looking at? If you look at the crime of the thief, and therefore how much he has to pay, his crime is, a, is one that is worth five times the value of the thing that he stole. Against, since we're coming from the perspective of the Ganev, so therefore, if there was a se, it was a sheep, we take into consideration his shame. And then we deduct from his punishment, from the original number of five, we deduct one time. If you're looking at it from the side of the, th of the victim, how much he suffered is the knas arba. The original price is four. Nor by shoyer is da. By a share, there is an additional damage to the victim, and therefore we take that into consideration. That he couldn't do his work. We give him an extra knas, number five. is coming from the perspective of the ganav, and is coming from the perspective of the victim, and therefore they, they, they seem to be saying different things. Because they're just looking at it from two sides of the coin. In the end, everyone agrees that a shirt is five and a say it says four. A say is a shirt is five and a say is four. It's just that Rabbi Yechonim is saying 
look how terrible the Ganav is. We have to give him a big punishment. Reb Meir is saying we have to compensate the Nignav. The Nignav, by giving him four times the amount, that's a fair compensation unless there was extra damage of Bitlim and Malachtai. So, so therefore, we have thus. Let's, okay, let's do one more seif and then we'll summarize. And this also explains to us an additional understanding why Rashi puts Rabbi Yechel before Rabbi Meir. Rashi is looking at the order of how of how the payment is implemented. We start by making the thief liable to pay and then he pays. So therefore, subsequently, the the victim receives the compensation that, that which he deserves. So first comes what the Ganav pays, and then comes what the what the victim receives. So starts with, with Rabbi Yochanan Menzakai, who's talking about the obligation of the Ganav. And then he brings a mayor who discusses what the Nignev receives. This also uh, makes, uh, helps understand why the Teda emphasizes that the main Knas is Chamisha. We said in Siv Beis that from the fact that the Teda says first Chamisha and then Arba, first five and then four, implies that the Teda sees it. That the, that the primary, the original price is five, and just sometimes it's deducted to four. Zayin dikmuktum because of since it's first in the Torah. Val diteres malam eshton and beikir kevei anitifos vakum der nignev. Narvifos dev zayin der yeshalim funim ganav because the Torah is here primarily to tell us what is the obligation of the ganav of the thief more than how much the nignev has to receive. It's telling us the liability of of the ganav that it's that that primarily it's five. Unless, and sometimes we deduct it to four. So now we've answered our questions. Why does Rashi need two reasons? So the, number one, Rabbi Yechonah Mazake is the one that's closer to Pesut Yishol Mikra. Rabbi is also telling us how we see it from the, from the perspective of the nignum of the victim to say that it's not like he's getting gypped because of the Ganev's shame, but he's getting his full, his full uh, due uh, compensation, which is four times. Why does he... Uh, um, why does he say because they're not arguing? They're coming from two, from two different perspectives. Why? So he says Omar because they're not arguing. And why does Rabbi come first? First of all, because he's most he's more consistent with the Pasik. And second of all, because he's coming from the perspective of the Ganav, and the Ganav has to first pay before the Nignav can get paid. So the, the, the order of payment starts with the Ganav and then it goes to the victim. So we've answered our questions. The one we have not touched upon yet is why their names are mentioned. And that is what we're going to talk about in Seif Hey. And we're going to bring in another Machlekes, Rabbi Yechel Mazakai and Rabbi Meir. Or not, I shouldn't say Machlekes. Another uh, uh, discussion where Rabbi Yechel Mazakai and Rabbi Meir both weigh in. And it's going to be about the difference between a Ganav and a Gazlin, a thief and a robber which we're going to talk about in CFA, and based on that, we're going to learn from there as to why Rabbi Yechonah and Zakai and the mayor have their opinions here, that Rabbi Yechonah and Zakai looks at the Ganev, and the mayor looks at the Nignev, at the victim. So, in other words, the, the naming them is, is going to uh, uh, lead us to this, other machle, to this other discussion, and will help us understand their different approaches. CFA. It was said earlier 
with regards to the fact that Rashi brings the names as doses to taste his beer and Zayn Pirish, because it adds explanation, it adds understanding to his to his commentary. In this case, the fact that Rabbi and Zakai is highlighting the, the, the knas, the fine, as it is from the Ganav side, from the perspective of the Ganav, and therefore he is more stringent, as the Rikira knas is Hamisha, that the original price of the knas is five. While Rameir is talking about it from the perspective of the victim, Uner is makel in them, and he is more lenient that the ikra knas is blaze arba, that the primary original number of the knas is four. It does behesem so the yeshidus is consistent with their approaches in another discussion, in another area. In Mesech de Babakama, and also in Medrash Tanchuma, these statements of Rabbi Yechelem and Zaki and Rameir, and notice he doesn't say the Machloikas, he says Memrish, these, these statements of Rabbi Yechelem and Zaki and Rameir, Behemshech to Zayra Memrish, Benegeadim Tam Achilik, Sishinaganav on Agazlan. In continuation to their statements with regards to the difference between a thief and a robber. Aganav is a thief, this is someone who steals uh, uh, during the night, meaning to say uh, covertly, he's, he's in hiding. When a goslin, a goslin is a robber, someone who's during the day, or someone who's brazen enough to steal or to rob in public. And the din is, in the parentheses, he says, a ganav, a ganav, a thief, pays double. Or if the, if the animal was, sto- was slaughtered or sold, he pays four times or five times, which is the discussion of the sicha. When a goslin, but a robber, alamo blaze them keren. Only pays, always only pays the principal, which is, a, which is a very interesting thing. The robber is someone who goes, let's say, goes up to someone in the middle of the street, in the middle of the day, and robs something from him publicly, brazen enough, uh, 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 to uh, uncaring, and he pays just the principal. The ganiv who goes in the middle of the night and breaks in and steals something and, and, and runs out quietly, he's paying double or four times or five times. So the Gemara says like this, So Rabbi Yechelem and Zakai's disciples asked of him, Why is the Teter more stringent with the thief than it is with the robber? Omar Lay. So he says like this, This one, namely the Gazlin, the robber, equates the respect that he has for the master, for the, for the servant, as the, the respect that he has for the master, for the, for the creator. Meaning to say that Goslin doesn't care about people. He doesn't care about the Abishter. He's not scared of the Abishter, so he steals. He's not scared of people, so he steals in broad daylight. But the Ganev, the thief, he doesn't equate the respect that he has for the servant to the respect that he has for the, for the creator. When it comes to the Creator, he doesn't care about the Abishter. He goes and he steals. But when it comes to people, he's respectful enough not to steal in their faces. He's either scared of them or respectful of them, but he won't steal publicly. So he's, 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 he's scared of people, but he's not scared of Hashem. And Rabbi Yechon Mazake continues, Ki oh, so He makes as if the eye of Hashem down below, Ki ilu cannot see, and the ear of Hashem down below here in this world. As if it could not, cannot hear. 
Shenemar Chulu, Umbrekter of Drei Psukim, and he brings three Psukim, which are going to be mentioned later on in the Sicha. So Menechlem Azake says very simple the Gazlin, the Gazlin is a chutzpinyak. He goes and he steals, so he has to pay back. But the Ganev, the Ganev is worse because the Ganev, who is not is scared of people, but he's not, or he respects people, but he doesn't respect Hashem. And for that, we give him a knas of paying more. That was Rebbechel Mazaka's opinion, approach. Omer Reb Meir, Reb Meir has a different approach. Moshlu, Moshul, Mishum, Rabban Gamliel, they gave a Moshul, they gave a parable for this in the name of Rabban Gamliel. Lemo, Hadover, Doimah, to what is this compared? Lebeiz, Bnei Yodam, Shoyu, Birba, Shumishta, two people that were in a town, and they made a party. Echa, Ziminus, Bnei Yerbele, Ziminus, Bnei Amelech. One person invited the townspeople, but did not invite the family of the king. The other person made a private party, exclusive. He didn't invite not the townspeople and not the king's family either. Which of these two people are going to get a greater punishment? The guy who invited nobody, okay, he invited nobody. How much can you punish him? But the guy who invited the whole town and didn't invite the king's family, that's terrible. So the one who invited the townspeople, but did not invite the king's family, the king's children, this is the greater punishment. Similarly, the, 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 the uh, Goslin didn't invite the, the, the townspeople, didn't invite the king. It, it means to say he didn't show respect to the, to, the, to the victim, didn't show respect to Hashem. So therefore, he gets, a punish, but not such a big, uh, gets punished, but not such a big punishment. Rabbi, uh, uh, the Ganev, he invited the townspeople, which means he respected them by going in surreptitiously and, and, and not stealing publicly. But then he did not invite the king's family because from Hashem, he wasn't afraid. And therefore his punishment is bigger. There's many nuances here that could be addressed. Some of them will be, will, will be understood in the explanation later on in the Sikha. But let's analyze this, 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 uh, these two approaches. He's moving in pastures. So now to, to, the difference between their two explanations is very simply understood. In Abiyechanah's words, there is an emphasis on the fact that the Ganev lacks fear of Hashem. Which is even less than his fear of other people. And therefore, his crime is expressed in the fact, as Abiyachim Mazaka concludes, it's as it makes as if the Abishter can't see. So, so, so Abiyachim Mazaka is focusing on the on the uh, on the. Uh, on the sin, on the crime of the Ganav. Overlate the divided of Meir is the Adgosha of them was their Ganav. Tuindig sein Pula Beseser, Weista Ruiz Agresser, Moskovit Farenigniv, Vikivyochel Father Mibisht. The Meir is saying, look, he's showing more respect for the thief than he is showing for Hashem. So Rabbi Yechno Mazaka is focusing on what the Ganav is not doing, he's not respecting Hashem. Reb Meir is focusing on the fact that he is respecting the Ganav. In the 
uh, and using the muscle, the, the, the crime is not so much that he didn't invite the king. The crime is that he did invite the rest of the townspeople when he didn't invite the king. Here too, they're not arguing with one another. As it's clearly evident from the fact that it says Amr Reb Meir, and we explained earlier in the Sicha that Amr Reb Meir means that it's not an argument. It's just that each of them are focusing on a different element, on a different aspect of the same Explanation. Rabbi Yechonam and Zakeh is metayad the avla biikav yisim mitzatim ganav. Rabbi Yechonam and Zakeh is focusing on the crime as it is from the ganav. Under lehishvik veidavid lekveid kainai vas eved is documented nigniv and the fact that he that Rabbi Yechonam and Zakeh says it first that he did not equate the respect for the servant to the respect of the creator, which the, here the servant means the, the person who he's stealing from, is a gidom, is only an introduction, a preface, to, to, to prove that the ganav is denying the fact that the abishter is supervising, is overlooking everything. Also, Ayin Shalmata, he makes it as if the abishter can't see. Reb Meir, on the other hand, is taking into consideration also the, the, the side of the, of the person who was stolen from. That he got, he got more respect. And therefore he concludes that the Ganev, the thief, is respecting the, 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 the victim. Respect that he does not have for the Ebishter. And that is the best thing to us. And this is consistent with the fact that Rabbi Yechonah sees things from the perspective of the Ganev in our case. And therefore he gives him Chamisha like we'll see in Sivav. And Rabbi Meir looks at it from the perspective of the victim. And therefore he starts out with Arba with four times. So we now understand why and we'll, we'll we'll complete this and see above. But now we're beginning to understand why Reb, why Rashi brings Rabbi Yechonam and Zakai and Reb Me, and the mayor's names because Rabbi Rashi is structuring his understanding that Rabbi Yechonam and Zakai is coming from the perspective of the Ganav, the, the, the thief. Reb uh, Meir is coming from the perspective of the Nigniv of the victim, the person who was it was stolen from, and therefore he mentions the names to say, look, I'm not making this up. We read in the previous conversations about the Ganav and the Gazlin, over there also Rabbi Yechonam and Zakeh and Remeir give two explanations, where Rabbi Yechonam and Zakeh focuses on, the, on the, 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 the misdeeds of the Ganav, and Remeir focuses on the respect to the Nignav, on the treatment of the Nignav of the victim. Uh, there, uh, and now we're going to Sifah, we're going to apply this to the Chamisha and the Arba. Oh, there he looks in the Bechelam and Zaki and the Mayor. This difference in, in the Razbara for Fasik Mira Tere Beganam Yesim of the Gazlin, in the explanation why the Tere is more stringent with a thief than it is with a robber. Doesn't just tell me why the Bechel Mazaki is looking at the Ganev and the Mayor at the victim at the Nignev. It also sheds light on why Rabbi Yechonon ben Zakai says that the original number is five and the mayor says the original number is four. Later, Rabbi Yechonon ben Zakai.
According to Rechel Menzaka, as Iker Avla Bashtet in the Ganov Skisar and Amun and the Rajkoch of Anabishan, that the primary evil, the primary problem with the Ganov is this lack of faith in Hashem. But so, that he pretends like the Abishter cannot see what's happening down here in this world. So, when it comes to the Knas, we look at how severe his sin is. And therefore, the, knas, the starting point of the Knas is five because his. His crime is great. Not only did he steal, but he also lacks faith in Hashem. But according to the mayor that says, what's the sin of the Ganav? The fact that he has too much, so to speak, respect for the, for, for the, for the victim. He has more respect for the victim than he does for Hashem. So this creates a reason that because the, the at least the vict the gun of the thief shows some respect to the nigniv to the victim that we should be a little bit lenient in this knas and therefore a mayor starts with the starting point of four. So not only do we understand. Why, it's now when, when a mayor, when Nashi says the names of Yechonim Azake and a mayor, not only does it give us to understand that Yechonim Azake is coming from the perspective of the Ganav and the mayor is coming from the perspective of the Nignav, but it also helps us to understand the Arba and the Chamisha. That Yechonim Azake sees this crime as much, a much greater crime. The Ganav is, lacks faith in Hashem. And therefore, the price, the, the, the starting point of the Knas is five. Mashaiki, the mayor, on the other hand, is looking at the way the, the victim is being treated, and some respect, obviously he was being stolen from, so he's not a, a full-fledged proper respect, but some modicum of respect is being given to him that at least he's not stealing, stealing from him in his face, and therefore his starting point is four, the, the smaller number. In Sif Zion, he's going to make the following point. It's actually a very, very uh, 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 fascinating point. And that is, is that in the opinions of Rabbi Yechonim and Zaki and the mayor, there's two parts. Part number one is what we've been discussing till now, that a mayor starts at five, that Rabbi Yechonim starts at five, and the mayor starts at four. But then there was another aspect, which we haven't really discussed so, so much uh, in the last few Seifim, and that is, is that Rabbi Yechonim looks at the idea of Kavad Abrius, the, the respect, the dignity of creations, and therefore lowers the price to four by the seh. And Reb Meir looks at at the importance of work ethic, and ups the price to five by the shor. Now, so far, that second aspect, the the the, the versus has not really been uh, addressed. With regards to the names Rabbi Yechonim and Zakai and, and Rabbi Meir. So, in Ziv Zayin is going to say is that it's true that we explained that the names Rabbi Yechonim and Zakai and Rabbi Meir with regards to the, the Ganav versus the Nignav, the five versus the four, but we haven't really, it would be, it's going to use the word Geshmaker. It would be much more enjoyable if we can connect also the second part of Rabbi Yechonim and Zakai and Rabbi Meir to their names. And why Rashi would mention their names with regards to the second part that Rabbi Yechonon looks at 
at Kavad Abrius, and the mayor looks at the power of work ethic, and that's going to be the second half of the Sikha. Siv Zayn. According to this explanation, we can understand. As that by mentioning the names, is Rashi blows oisin onto daitin afas baranaysefes. Rashi is is out. Rashi's goal is to point out to us an additional explanation. Why one is focusing on the obligation of the knas from the perspective of the ganav? When their father is a rikir knas chamisha, and therefore the original number is five. When the sveiter vidos is mitzada nigniv, and the second the mayor is looking at it from the perspective of the victim of the one who was stolen, it was stolen from. When ikir knas is far arba, and the original number of the knas is four. So th- th- that, th- that's the that, that's the sole purpose of Rashi saying the names. That's how we have it till now. It would be much more enjoyable to say, as their mitzvahs Rashi is mighty the name of Pirushe, that the fact that Rashi is quoting the names that Rashi also wants to explain, give us an, an extra explanation, an additional explanation in their explanations. deducts from the number, from the from the knas, because of the shame or the disgrace. That the Ghan have experienced. And the fact that the mayor holds, accepts, that the fact that because of the lack of work, we have to increase the number in the by the by the share, he does totally and say shit's that too should somehow be connected to their shitas in other places. And if we can connect uh, their names and their shitas, namely, in other words, with their opinions here, it would make this much more gishmak. And therefore, we're now going to delve in to Rabbi Yechelen and Zakeh's approach, to the mayor's approach, and each time we're going to see how their names and their, we need to say their shittas, who what they represent, helps us understand their approach here in this case of the Arba of Achamish. First, we have to understand a little bit better the approach of Rebbechen and Menzakai, and the way we do that is by throwing in a bunch of questions that sort of dissect the entire approach of Rebbechen and Menzakai, and once we get to the answer, we'll understand a whole nother, we'll get a whole nother uh, uh, understanding in Rebbechen and Menzakai. Why does the Torah differentiate between Sheir and Se only if he slaughtered or sold it? The shame starts when he when he stole it. When you steal a, a, an ox, there's no shame. And when there's an, when, when when it's a and a, 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 a lamb, there is shame. So even when you just steal, and you didn't slaughter it, and you didn't sell it, you're just stealing it, there should have been a difference between a, an ox and a, a lamb, because there's more shame. And the din is, the Pasek says very clearly, that whether it's an ox or a lamb, you pay double if there was no slaughtering or selling. Question one, why do we wait until slaughtering or selling to differentiate between the ox and the lamb. Base. Shame really exists only if there's somebody else there. In front of whom we feel disgraced. 
And we passed the Zagan Bagnevas Azev in his Bazaboy. So, how does it fit to say that he was disgraced by stealing a sheep? We bowed us red geton beseser, and Kainer Zetnit, we der Ganev tragged himself. It's being done in secret, it's being done covertly. And no one sees how he's stealing the seth. So, if a tree falls in the forest, if a, if, if a thief steals and nobody sees, then there's no shame. Question two. Question three. Gibble. Rashi introduces the Abister takes into consideration or the Abister has compassion for the dignity of creations. Every part of Rashi is, is precise. Rashi doesn't have extra statements. So he could have just said the Sherry goes by foot, can walk on its feet, there's no shame, and therefore he pays five, etc. Why does he have to introduce this concept of the dignity of creations? If he does want to bring this introduction, but it would have been more appropriate to follow the version of the Tanchuma where he says that the Abister has mercy or compassion even on a thief. Rashi uses the term Brias. Brias does not represent a low down person, a someone who is like a thief. Brias is used to describe someone that has no special qualities, but he's not a bad person. If you want to make the point that Hashem has compassion, even on a Ganev, it would have been a much bigger point, a, a much greater point to make. So why does Rashi stop, so to speak, at Briyas and say Hashem has compassion on the dignity of creations and doesn't say even more that Hashem has compassion even on the, on the dignity of the Ganev? So that's four questions. Why does, why does the differentiation between Shair and Seh begin at Tvicha u Mechira? Why, how is there any Bizoyin if no one sees? Why does Rashi say and why does Rashi use Briois instead of Ganev? Is there beer in them? So here's the explanation. We're actually going to use question two to answer question one. Question two was no one sees. So he says, It's true that during the act of stealing, there is no shame by the Ganev because because he's doing it covertly. Because as mentioned earlier, when the Ganev gets caught and he's brought to Bezdin, and then it becomes known that he was a thief and he had to carry the sheep on his shoulders. Then the Bezoyin then becomes embarrassing for him. And this explains question one: Why is the why is the embarrassment only by Tvicho Mechira? When a person steals, there's no difference what he stole. In other words, when you go up to Bezdin to have to pay for stealing, it doesn't matter what you stole. Norvifol does his vert. What matters is the value. We don't say was it a vessel or an ox or a sheep. Norvifol is very different. The discussion is what is the value of the of the theft. Everything Rashi says everything is included in in the in in what in in the din. That you have to pay double. Whether it is a living being, whether a living thing, whether it's not a living thing. So therefore, you come to Bez and you say, "What was the value of the of the of the theft? 
$100. Okay, he's going to pay $200. We don't go into the what exactly it was. But when a person uh, sold it or he or he slaughtered it, and now she says that the whole concept of Dalad of, of paying five times or four times is only by an ox or a sheep. So when he's brought to Bezin with a claim, unclog, the claim that he slaughtered or he, or, or he sold it, so now what he stole becomes an issue. He, if, if he slaughtered it, if he sold it, we have to decide, is he going to pay four times, is he going to pay five times? And therefore, now is when the shame kicks in. In other words, when he stole it, there was no shame, and therefore there's no differentiation between Shayr and Seb by, by theft. When he comes to Bezdin, and they're discussing whether it was a Shayr or a Seb, now the shame kicks in. But if that's the case, and this raises this raises a big issue if the shame that we're addressing here is not that he was seen walking through the streets schlepping a sheep on his shoulders nor just that it became known at a later time when men bring him in Bezden, when the ganav is ultimately brought to Bezden. why would we deduct the entire value of a sheep for such a, a minute amount of shame. This is why Rashi introduces the words that something is unique or the Abishter has an extra sense of compassion when it comes to Kavad Abriyas to the dignity of his creations. By following the letter of the law, possibly we should not have deducted this much because of a minute amount of shame that he experienced. The has so much compassion for the dignity of his, of his creations. And because of the Abister's compassion, the Abister is very lenient to deduct an entire amount of payment, an entire value of the sheep, even though the shame was very, very, was of a small amount. Alpiza is nit So that answers the third question. Why Rashi says Because it's dafke. Once we understand that, that we could appreciate why the person is getting such a big deduction for such a small amount of shame. Alpiza is nit Based on this, we cannot deduce from here that the Abishter has compassion on a ganav. The gisufutan chuma. When the far is Rashi Mishana Kanal, the Rashi changes the gears to the, the, the wording, and he says Briyas. But Rabbi Balder Bizoyim Vert Ersten Bezden, since the shame only becomes real, becomes only happens once he's already in Bezden. After a significant amount of time after the theft occurred, after he stole it, he sold it or he slaughtered it. Then he was caught. Then he was brought to Bezden. Then they had to find witnesses to corroborate the story of the, of the owner. This, is, this can take a lengthy amount of time. Not only does he have no benefit, from, no, no gain from the theft, nor he realizes he's going to have to pay four times the amount of the sheep. So he therefore he certainly regrets 
the whole theft. And it's a vite from the Nichtik and Ganav is far from a proper thief at this point. So therefore, to say Chasam Akim Akvedus this kind of guy is He stole, he takes stole, but he regrets it ten times over. And it's been a long time ago, and he lost, he lost a lot and gained nothing. So therefore, we can say Abish has compassion on him. Therefore, you can't derive from here that the Abish has compassion on a Ganav because this guy is not anymore a real Ganav. But we could derive from here that the Abish has compassion on Briyos on a, on a low on, on, a, on a basic person, and therefore the Abish deducts the price the, 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 of his knas. Now, why do we need Rabbi Yechon Bezakeh's name? Because the Talmud Mamulach, the seasoned student, is unhappy still. And it's actually very interesting because usually in the Rashi Sichas, when he, when he, when, when he I shouldn't say usually, but a lot of the times, in the Rashi Sichas, when there's a, when there's a Bal HaMemre, when, when, when Rashi mentions the name, it's to address a Talmud Mamulach, a seasoned student. Because if it's something that's, that a regular Ben Chamesh Namikra needs to understand, then Rashi can't hide it inside of the name. Rashi has to explain it to us in the actual Rashi. But for a Talmud Mamulach, for a seasoned student, Rashi could actually mention the name and the, the, the seasoned student will make the association to another uh, uh, opinion of uh, to another opinion of this of this person and answer his question. So it's actually interesting that in the beginning, in the first round we were talking about the first part of Rabbi Meir, we, we explained it without a Talmud Mulach. Now when we go a little bit deeper to understand the, 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 uh, to understand each of the opinions, the, the Talmud Mamulach uh, uh, the, the name of Yechel Mazaki is to answer the question of the seasoned student. If the seasoned student is going to ask, at the end of the day, how is it possible that the dignity of the people are so is so relevant as that because of a little tiny shame we are deducting an entire value of the Gneva. Rashi addresses this by starting out with the name Rabbi Yechonim and Zakai. The Gemara Zok, the Gemara says. That nobody was ever able to greet Rabbi Yechonim and Zakai to be the first one to greet him in, in the marketplace. Even, even a, a non-Jew. Rabbi Yechonim and Zakai was always the first to greet the other person. The dignity the honor, the respect for the Avisar's creations was so precious by him that nobody was ever had a chance to say hello to him before he already said hello to them. You walk, you walk in the street, whoever he met, he always said hello or shalom or whatever, the, however it was said in those days, he was, and he was always the first one to do so. Even if it was a non-Jewish person and even if it was in the marketplace. In Unzerfal, so it's understood that certainly in our case, where the thief already totally regretted Gitan Shuva, he even did Shuva after Gneva Canal on the theft. So Rabbi Yechonim and Zaki was the kind of person that was very into Kavad Abrius, was very uh, careful and very uh, scrupulous about 
honoring the Abishter's creations, says that this person who is, who is already regretting his theft, already doing tshuva, we have to have a great amount of respect for them, even, and, and therefore we can deduct a large amount of money, even for a small bazillion. So this is the this is the, the in-depth understanding of Rechanam and Zakai. The, the, the second part of Rechanam and Zakai, uh, uh, which is which is the part of Kavadabrius, is the fact uh, uh, understand now that the Kavadabrius, uh, 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 the, the, the the shame that the person experienced is triggered only after he and he ended up in Bezdin. And even though it's a very small amount of Bizoyin, Rabbi Yechanam and Zakai is the kind of guy. The kind of, of Amoida, kind of Tada, I'm sorry, that, um, that, that, that is going to give him a big discount even for a small amount of, of Vizoyim. Now we're going to go to the mayor. The beer was Rashi is mighty, the mayor is not in Bibirusha, in Shaykhis Medesvara, Sherish Bitlim Melachte, to understand why Rashi quotes the name of the mayor with regards to the mayor's approach about the Sher who was not able to work. We're also going to delve a little bit into Reb Meir's approach. And we're going to ask the following question. Rashi begins Reb Meir's approach with the statement, Come and see how great is the power of work. How is this statement relevant to understand the Psukim? You could just say very simply, the, 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 the sheep, the, sorry, the ox, was was not able to work. Therefore, the, the therefore the owner lost more money because he couldn't do his work. The guy is a taxi driver, and he take away his taxi, he can't make money. The guy owns a share. The share does work. If he can't doesn't have share, he's losing money. So why do you have to say boyur a get base in gemara state oich by the town from the bechlem gamma cuddle. This expression come and see how great in that case of the kavod abrius is also yud bechlem zakir. Why does Rashi mention this, this introduction by the by, by mayor and not by the Bechanam and Zakai? In other words, something, there's an extra explanation that Rashi is giving to us by the mayor that's seen in these words. We have to understand what that is. Gimel ve'ikir. What is the great, what, what is so revolutionary about a mayor's statement that with a whole fanfare, he goes and he says, come and see how great is the Kaykh of It's obvious that if the person lost uh, 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 money because he couldn't work, you have to pay him back that value. In other words, if you, you steal something worth $100, but with that $100, he could have made $200 during that time. It's obvious that you have to pay whatever loss you caused him. Nochmer. Earlier in Parshas Mishpatim, where it spoke about a chayvul b'chaveroi, somebody who hurts another person, and because of that, that person can't go to work. It's called sheves. A person has to pay. Rashi tights bitul malachtan afkasachayli. We call it in English disability. The fact that the person could not go to work because of the illness that was caused by another person, that person has to pay. Besides, for all the other things that he's paying, besides for the doctor bills, and besides for for the the nezek tsar ripu and boishes, he also has to pay sheves. He has to pay the money that the guy can't work. And Rashi does not mention over there. Come and see how great is the power of work. So 
So we already know the idea of, 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 of Shevis. So, so why is Dashi making such a big deal out of it? Why does Dashi not make a big deal of it early, earlier on? And why does Dashi not make a big deal of the expression by the and Zakai? And why is he, why are these words even necessary? You'd give him with the beer And Rashi, the Rebbe is now going to introduce a fascinating idea, which I believe, which the Rebbe says himself, doesn't actually pan out. He makes a point. He says, Why are we adding on to the price uh, by the shoyer because of Bitl Malacha? Why isn't the Bitl Malacha included in the Karen? When you're, pay, when, when you're paying the damages for the theft, why is the fact that the shoyer couldn't work not included in that? And he says, and he says, Al-Piyah that is included. When we say Bitl Malacha, we're not talking about the Bitl Malacha of the shoyer. We're talking about Bitl Malacha of the person. The fact that the person couldn't work, that is, that is degrading to the person or, de- or, or, or detrimental to the person and we're paying extra because the person couldn't work. Let's see that inside. Late in Derech Apshat. And I notice Apshat is emphasized there. He says in the order that Al-Derech Ha'alacha, this is not actually accurate. I mean to say that the, the, the Bittl Melacha that we're talking about is, is in the is in the Hamisha and not in the Keren. But I'm jumping at myself. It would make sense to say that the lack, the, the lack of profit that the person had, the loss of profit, should be part of the principal payment of the theft. Just like if you hurt a person, you have to pay him disability, Similarly, if you steal a tool that a person needs to do his job, you have to pay. You have to pay for the for the loss of profit that he had because he couldn't use his tool. Rashi has no need to repeat this by the theft because it's the same thing as before. This wouldn't apply just to the ox, where his profit comes from working the ox and plowing the ox. Also by the sheep, the person has to pay for the loss of profit. For example, he could have sold the, wheat, the, the wool that grew on the sheep, and if he couldn't do it, or, he, or then, then the ganav caused him extra loss, and the ganav has to pay for that. So we're not upping the price because of the loss of profits that the that the nignib that the victim had because of the theft because that's included in the principal loss. The uftu do is what are we talking about over here? As to libdembas is felt when balashel the inyan from malacha. The fact that the owner of the ox could not engage in work nitlays the revach tefun. The whole concept of work, not the profit from the work. No, the etzem malacha, but ensure the very fact that he couldn't go to work. The Ganev now has to pay, the thief has to pay the value of the entire ox just because of the fact that the, that the, 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 uh, the owner was not able to go to work because of that. In other words, the very fact, I don't know if it's boredom or if it's, if it's, if it's degrading or if it's what it is, but, it's, but it's, it, it's something that was hurtful to the owner that he couldn't work and therefore, 
the, the thief is charged an extra time the value of the ox. And therefore the mayor has to say, come and see the value of work. This explains this incredible chiddush. This, this revolutionary idea as the Ganav that the Ganav has to pay a whole nother value of the ox even though he already compensated the entire loss of the owner including the loss of profits from the owner from not being able to work with the share we're talking about the importance of work. Work is so great and so important, so vital. That because of the fact that the Balasher, that the owner of the ox was not able to work, the Ganav has to pay a whole nother value of the ox. So the, state, the, the introduction is very important because otherwise you would wonder why are you charging him so much more because of the fact that the, that the, that the, that the, that the guy sat bored. Maybe he was happy to be on vacation. But is very, very important. Work is very, very important to the point that if you, uh, if you withheld the, the Bala Shoyer, the owner of the ox from going to work, this costs you an entire value of the shirt. And again, there's a Talmud Mamulach that's going to be troubled by this. And this is going to be answered with the name of Meir. A Talmud Mamulach and Abedar Afraget, the seasoned student, is going to ask the question, Does Tan man mood Working with the ox is a minimal amount of time. Both with regards to the owner, and especially in the context of the life of the ox. First of all, The whole opportunity to plow is at most... Two seasons during the year. And also there's only a few hours a day that the ox plows. Another question that the Talmud Mamulach, the seasoned student, is asking. The, 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 the knas, the fine of paying five, is in the case of when he slaughtered the animal. Slaughtering is even mentioned in the Torah before selling. If the thief Slaughtered the animal is caught of lemer as the shir is nitroil ridia. It's probable that the ox was not capable for plowing or the malacha bachlal or any kind of work. Liridia is Aramaic for plowing. If, if the ox was, was, was capable of work, he would have held, he would have kept it for work or sold it for work. Is, so we're talking about an ox that was at a point that couldn't really work anymore. And the only the, it, it, it greatest value was in slaughtering it. So there's no major lack of work over here. First of all, Bakhlal in general a share doesn't work that much. And even if it does work, this share is the kind of share that's being slaughtered because it seems to be beyond work. And therefore, Rashi brings the name of Meir. Meir is following his approach that we are concerned about the minor amount by the minute amount of cases. I'm not going to go into the Gemara over there, but to explain the idea of Chashin and Lemiyuta, Meir holds that we institute certain prohibitions. 
even though in most cases there's no problem with this specific issue, but since in a minute amount of cases this might lead to something worse, therefore we asset it, we prohibit it in all cases. Again, we prohibit something in all the cases because in a minute amount of them it might lead to something prohibited. So similarly over here, when the fire is the teda cheshesh, fire the miut from shvarim was meshecht. Therefore, the teda is concerned about the small amount, the minute amount of axes that are being slaughtered. Need cooking the kavdem was as an royal miut melacha. So answers both questions. Just because, in some cases, um, in most cases, the 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 slaughtered animals don't have no don't, are not going to do much work. But there are some slaughtered animals that would be able to work. And just because even when they're not being slaughtered, they do, they do a little bit of work. But even the little bit of work that they do, we are concerned about it. And therefore, Taka, you're right that it's a very small amount of work. But Reb Meir, who is, who is concerned about the minute amount of cases, is going to be concerned over here that the person couldn't work. And therefore, in all the cases of Tvachi Yamachari, of Ashoir, the mayor charges the guy an extra, an extra round, an extra value of the Shoir. So now, in the last, if you see a Zion, Ches, Tes, Yud, Yudalev, Til Yudalid, we now got a much deeper understanding of the Machlekes with Rameir and Rabbi Yechelem and Zakai. That Rabbi Yechelem and Zakai, not only he's looking at the Ganev, and, and, and he's looking, and Rabbi Meir is looking at the Nignev, but Rabbi Yechelem and Zakai, his main issue is Kavad Abris. And therefore, although he starts the price at five, when, when there's a Kavad Abris, even though there's a small amount of Bizoyin, a small amount of lack of Kavad Abris, Rabbi Yechelem gives him a massive discount, and Rabbi Meir is someone who focuses on and he's he's worried about even the small amount of malacha that gets missed out in this small amount of cases, and therefore, he always gives a huge extra charge in the case of Bittal Malacha, because Rabbi Meir holds that, that, that Malacha is very, very important, and even if there's only a small amount of Bittal Malacha, it's still very, very important. Now we're going to go into the Pnimiyas HaToyra and we're going to focus on the three Psukim that Rabbi Yechonim and Zakai mentions with regards to the Ganev who is not afraid of Hashem. Tesvav. In the Eibu Dermontis Ife Memorist from Yechonim and Zakai and Amir, in the early and above mentioned statements of Rechel and Zakai, with the fact that the Torah is more stringent with a thief than it is with a robber, we could uh, understand this According to Chassidus, according to Pnimis Atayda. The fact that the Ganev sees or makes as if the eye of Hashem down below cannot see. He brings three psukim. The first one is from Yeshaya. Woe to those that go deep to hide their counsel from Hashem, their ideas from Hashem, and they do their work in the dark. Then the second pasuk he brings us on Tehillim. They say that Hashem can see, and the, the God of Yaakov cannot understand. The third pasuk is from Yecheskel. They say Hashem has forsaken the land. So we have two questions. Why does he need to him in the first place? 
the harpkite when also I and Chulus as far as the Yisur. The severity of, of of saying that Hashem can't see you, can't see us still, is a very simple thing. Why does it need three psukim to prove it? Base ubefrat drei psukim. Why does it need three psukim? Why why does it have to bring any psukim? Why does it have to bring three psukim? Gimel shini aseder. Why does he 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 shuffle the order? Then pasuk from Yecheskel, not the pasuk from Tilim. The order of the Psukim should have been Yeshaya, Yecheskel, then Tilim, which is the order of Tanakh. Why does it bring the Tilim Pasik before the Pasik from Yecheskel? Is it in Yimbazet? And the explanation is as follows. It's a beautiful, beautiful paragraph where we're taking this Ganev and we're lifting him up. We're, uh, although he's pretending, or, or although he says Hashem can't see us, but nevertheless, the foundation of this person is a good one. This Yid believes that there's an eye above. He believes that there's an Abish there. Not also Ki'ilu, but the Yid makes as if the Abish can't see him. So the question is asked, how does a person who believes in Hashem reach such a a Mishunadika, such an odd, uh, uh, such a, an odd mistake to say that Hashem can't see? This shows the evolutionary plunge of the Ganav. How he falls, he devolves lower and lower. The the, the, the woe to those who are hiding from Hashem, going deep from Hashem to hide their, their counsel and they do in the dark. Even though he, he believes, he knows that there's an eye that sees. He fools himself. And, and he adds in the parentheses. He tells himself, Hashem created light. So Hashem created the world in a way that when it's light, you can see. And when it's dark, you can't see. So he says, when, when I'm in the dark, when I'm stealing in the dark, Hashem can't see me. So a person who believes in Hashem, believes that Hashem could see, but comes to this mistaken conclusion that Hashem cannot see him in the dark. How does, a, how does such a, 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 a silly thought fall into this person's mind to differentiate between dark and light in this world by the Abishter's eye? It originates from an earlier mistake that he made, which was ungedited in Satan Pasuk, which is signified in the second Pasuk. He says, Hashem can't see down here. Hashem is, so to speak, so great as a He does not lower himself into this world and does not have any physical vision. The person says or thinks, as Bechdeitz and Gashmi is in order for the person to see physicality, you have to have a physical eye. When the Rebister the has no body and therefore has no physical eyes, so therefore he's not capable of seeing anything in this world. So at the bottom of the, of the, of the, of the, of the, of the pole, he's saying that the Rebister can't see in the dark. Why does he say the Abishter can't see in the dark? Because he thinks that the Abishter doesn't see physical things. How did he end up with this mistake? The Pasuk itself says, the Abishter is the one who created the ear. How could you say that he can't hear? The Abishter created the eye. How could you say that he can't see? 
If the Abyssal could create physical eyes, certainly he could have physical vision. He, he, he thinks that the is too, the world is too low for the Abyssal to be in this world. The Abyssal is exalted upon all the na- above all the nations. Therefore, he says, Hashem has forsaken this world. He created it and he left. Hashem doesn't see in this world. So he's going to say it soon, the way the Yitzhara comes to you. But just to summarize the last three things. It starts out, Abish is very high Abish. Abish is not in this world. He's beyond this world. Then that leads you to say that even when the Abish does come, come into this world, he still can't see in this world because he doesn't have an eye. And that leads you to say that even if the Abish could see in this world, he can't see if it's dark. Can only see if it's light. So Rabbi Yechonim and Zake is giving us three psukim to explain to us how is it possible for a person to reach a point in his life where he believes that the Abishter exists and he believes that Hashem can't see him still. When does his Eichbas Rabbi Meir is Benamis and Zaymashal? We also see this in Rabbi Meir. This was Rabbi Yechonim and Zake. Also in Rabbi Meir, we see an allusion to this concept. As a Gandiv is bedugma von Einem Vasilizimin is Pnei Amelech, because he uses the Moshal of a Gandiv is someone that did not invite the sons of the king. He thinks he's dealing with the children of the king, the sons of the king. He thinks that the Abishter is so great that he therefore handed over the control of the world to intermediaries, B'nai Amelech, the sons of the king. So he's making the same mistake as, as the as the Bechel Mazak is talking about. They're, they're, if you remember, they're, they're, they're both talking about the same Ganav. So he's saying the fact that the Ganav thinks that he's dealing with B'nai Amelech and not the Melech himself is the origin of his mistake. He thinks that the Abyssar is gone, and in this world all we have are the intermediaries between the Abyssar and this world, and therefore he thinks, I could not invite, I could, I could not invite or not respect in the Nimshul, the B'nai HaMelech, because they're, they're just intermediaries, and the Abyssar himself is not here. We're going to basically repeat this, but now in, in the Eistis of Aved, of the person, how he's, how the, how the Yitzhah interacts with him. These are the three uh, approaches, one lower than the next, that the Yitzhah, the evil inclination, uses to convince the person to rebel against Hashem. He comes and says, Hashem has forsaken this world, this land. The Yitzhah is exalted Above the world. The Abishar's glory is in the heavens. And the is not even here. And therefore you could do whatever you want. That's the first step. The Yitzhara does not suffice for this. This is not a true rebellion in Hashem. He's saying that the Abishter is not in this world. So the Yitzhara therefore comes with another point. The Abishter can't see. The Abishter is in this world. 
He created the world. He does not look out. He does not supervise on the on the deeds of the dwellers of this world. Because they're not important to him. So step number one is he says, the Abish is not here. Step number two is the Abish is here, but the Abish doesn't care about the about the, 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 the creations of this world. This is not a true rebellion. He's still lifting up the Abishter. He's still respecting the Abishter to a certain extent. He's saying the Abishter's seeing vision does not come down into physical things because the Abishter is so lofty. So therefore the Yitzhara comes with a third thing. As Bemis said that Abister Echin Yanam Gashmi. That the Abister could see physical things. Nor is a chilik tishin eirun cheshach. But he differentiates between light and dark. In Yon von Eruk Dusha said that Abister. If it's something of light and holiness, Abister could see. Because it matters to him. It's relevant to him. Over Taina the Yitzhara, the Yitzhara claims, Vosfar an or tautes. As that Abister is also tzukukun to Yonam von Cheshach and Ebechak Dusha. How can you say that the Abishter is looking at things that are unholy or things that are dark? So therefore, after you accept that the Abishter is in this world, the Abishter could see the Yitzharik tries to convince someone that the Abishter look, does not see when you do something bad. When you engage in unholiness, the Abishter can't see. And once you make this differentiation on a spiritual level and holiness he could see and unholiness he can see this then trickles down as the thief differentiates in the physical sense that the Abishter cannot see when something is in the dark if you turn the light off Hashem can't see if you turn the light is on Hashem could see but, but if I turn the light off then Hashem can't see Hi. You can only get there once you, you, you believe that the Abishter, by the Abishter, there's a difference of light and dark. And you can only get there when you believe that the Abishter doesn't care about this world. And you can only get there when you believe that the Abishter is too high for this world. But when you understand that this world is a dinabatakta'inu, this world is ikishkhinabatakta'inu, this is where the Abishter wants to be. And every prat to prat is negeya. He, to the Abishter in this world. And good and bad, everything is, is, is important to the Abishter. Then your conduct will be becoming, will be appropriate because the Abishter is right here. Let's conclude with one more detail by using the Mashal of Rabmeir. He compares this, this stealing to a party, to a feast. Remeir is talking about a time after the Ganav was caught. And the Ganav was brought to Bezden. Then he already regrets the Ganav. He already discussed this since if Yud. He already regrets it. And he knows he's going to pay for it big time. So he's holding in a place where the Sitracha, where the negative was subdued. This becomes a delicacy. A celebration, a feast of the Abishter. When you take when you take something that's bitter and you and you and you transform it into something that's sweet, that is a delicacy, a sweet and sour delicacy for the Abishter. 
Specifically, when you engage in this type of delicacy, then the gam rasha liyemra that you take a rasha on, on the day of wickedness. And he transforms his wickedness into day and into light above. This is the greatest nachas to the Eibster. So, so we, since we're talking about the Eitzahara over here, we're talking about the person that started out thinking that that the Eibster doesn't see him in the dark. And now we fast forward to a time that he got caught and he did charot, he, he regretted his, his deeds. And he does tshuva, so he's transforming his negative ways into, into, into positive ways. He's subduing the evil. This is a mishta. This is a party for the Eibishter. This is delicacies, which the Eibishter celebrates with. When we make this kind of party for Hashem, this kind of feast for Hashem, we prepare these types of delicacies for the Eibishter, that we don't listen to the Eitzahara, and we subdue the evil, and we transform it into something good. Through subduing the evil, we then merit the ultimate party, the ultimate feast, which will be done with the Livyason, with the coming of Mashiach, may it be the of Mamish.